Join us for PR Safari, a podcast by Center for Public Relations. PR Safari, your ultimate guide to navigate the complex PR landscape in Africa. Find us at www.cpr.africa. Hello, my name is Chris Wangalua. Our guest today is Gilbert Wangalua. Gilbert is the Deputy Country Director at AMREF and has immense, immense experience in monitoring and evaluation. This conversation will go a long way to help us understand how to achieve impact. Inputs, I look at it in terms of the resources you have. Could it be finances? Could it be human capital? Could it be the tools that are available for you to transform something from the state it is currently to a different state. When you transform whatever you intend to do, it goes through a process. In health programming, we refer to them as activities. For example, if I want to develop the capacity of community health workers, I need finances to train. I need the technical expertise to train them. Mm -hmm. I need curriculum to train them. I need time. So those ones I refer to them as inputs. Now the process of translating that community health worker to be a very knowledgeable community health worker, I could say I want to coach them. It becomes a process. I may want to do peer-to-peer learning, exchange, cross-learning. It is a process because I'm using those inputs for that process to happen. Now, at the end of processing, there is an output the end of the process where I'm now talking at the community health worker who has undergone training and completed, then that one becomes an output. And I can count 20 of them went through the training. That is what distinguishes between input, process, and output. Okay. And that is where the monitoring ends. Monitoring ends there because that is what you and me can be able to influence. You can physically count and attribute the results from the inputs you put into it. Now, beyond outputs, we go into evaluation. Anything that you cannot influence, it could be knowledge, it could be behaviors, it could be attitudes. The only way for you to measure that change that happens beyond outputs, we do an evaluation. You are doing an evaluation because there are very many other contributing factors that can inform change of behavior, not necessarily because of the resources I put there. And evaluation now happens in the population. So we only assume that because of the inputs I put into this, then there are likely changes in the behaviors. And I want to give you a practical example here. Kindly. I can train new Chris how to use a condom. Proper use of a condom. It's not the best example, but uh, it works. It works. (laughs) (laughs) But beyond training you, I can say I trained one person on how to use condom. That's an output. But in terms of using that condom now, when you are at the household level, effectively using that condom, I cannot be able to count. It's beyond me as a programmer. It's a behavioral thing that I have only to use an evaluation to be able to attribute the sensitization of the training I gave you to be attributed to me. So I try as much as possible to eliminate other contributors or attributors that has made that change to happen. So you're saying that I can't wake up one day and say, because I was uh, running a program at this particular time and everything is now rosy and uh, the results look good, it could be that there were other people doing it or there were other factors. There are very many. For example, using that same, same, same example of a condom. Yes. As much as I do the training, 
and give you condoms. Mm -hmm. Probably the government comes up with a policy and say condoms are now free. Okay. Then you'll see more people using condoms. And you cannot say that it's now because of the training that I gave you that is contributing to those positive outcomes. So there are many, many other factors. So depending on how an evaluation methodology you use that can be able to eliminate any other causes that are likely to contribute to the positive outcomes so that you only want to associate those results or the outcomes to your intervention. For example, I to say, fine, I have Chris whom I exposed to this intervention. He becomes an experimental uh, study and I get somebody else who has not been exposed to a training on condom use. Becomes like a control. Now I can compare the two and see my experimental site and control site. I want to see over time, has your behaviors changed compared to the control? Then I can attribute my intervention. And there are quite a number of evaluation designs. Sometimes people call them study designs. So others can say, I want to observe you. I see how you behave before I expose you to an intervention. After some time, I expose you to the intervention. I give you some time, then I observe again. So it's a pre, intervene, and post. I could also look at a longitudinal study. Observe you over time as I continue exposing you to this intervention. I observe, but gradually I can see with the repetitive exposure to this intervention, there is change in the behavior or there's no change in the behavior. It has to be a very scientific way, very systematic for you to be able to allude that it is because of my intervention that these behaviors have changed. Okay. I think we haven't covered the impact. Yes. Why do we do evaluation? We want to measure outcomes and we want to measure impact. If you want to measure outputs, process, and inputs, we use a monitoring. Outcomes are like uh, short, mid-term results that we want to see, change in knowledge. But you see behaviors or some things happen can only be realized over a long time. And sometimes you say before five years, you may not be able to see change in impact. This is long term. Now, why was I sensitizing Chris on the use of a condom? Because I realized there are many deaths associated with HIV. So the only way to prevent HIV deaths is people to properly use a condom. The one of the many ways. There are many other ways, yes. Yes. Now, if you can demonstrate that the deaths are now reducing, that is now what you are measuring. That When you are measuring those long-term results because of your intervention, then that becomes impact. How do I, as a communicator, come into your project? You know, I'm able to generate evidence or demonstrate that this intervention has been able to yield some results. But I'm not able, I don't have the capacity to communicate this information to policymakers, to programmers to use that intervention. So I'm not able to communicate that. Now the communicator comes in to help the programmer to package that content in a manner that it becomes so impactful to the decision maker or the stakeholder yes who is going to use that information to make a decision so for me that's how now the communicator comes in now in terms of me as a communicator being able to measure what i have done from what you're saying i see how up to the point where we are dealing with output comes out very clearly i know which channel works why it works but then it appears that based on what I am doing as a communicator, I am not able to say independently that this was my impact. Fine, I contributed to what the organization is doing, but we've seen people who still struggle with justifying their 
impact through communication. Can we then say up to the output level, I can say I have done this, but then go with every other department's activities and reports and say they did this and this was my role in what they did. You know, in the space of transformation, there are quite a number of players. As a programmer, I cannot say that uh, I, I contribute to everything. I need a communicator to complete that chain. I need a logistics person to complete that chain. The communicator comes here in the sense that, because he's now like the advisor to the programmer, in terms of saying, for us to be able to, to do a social print, to print that image, that picture of what is happening or the impact that has happened, I need a media or a channel. And he advises this is the best channel. So the role of a communicator is basically to identify and advise on the best channel to, to communicate effectively. effectively to our different audiences. So then they will advise and say, fine, this is the best and package that content in a manner that becomes very impactful. But again, evaluation comes here to this communicator in a way that can they be able to evaluate that process, what we call now process evaluation, that yeah, this mode of communication has greater impact than this other mode of communication. Because you may find that resources are very limited, my brother. Yes. Resources are very limited. So if we continue throwing all the content in wrong places, we'll find that we are wasting our time. We are wasting our resources. It is good also to do a process evaluation and measure and see that this is the best channel for me to use because it becomes quite impactful. You need to understand your audience. It's not just being excited now you have uh, digital, that now everything I'll just be throwing on the Twitter. We have an opportunity to be in the yes. papers. Yes, yes, we have. And you can be able to count the people you have reached in the, on the whatever. But in terms of its shaping behaviors or being effective, probably you are, you are speaking to the already converted. Why are you communicating? So once you understand the context, then you can say, fine, this one, I just need a local radio station that can understand my message in the local language and translate that content in a simple language that the, the mama in the village can understand without going into much jargon. Or you may be able to say, fine, I'll confine to the jargon because they understand the jargon. Tell me about Mel. Monitoring, evaluation, and learning. You know, all the things, monitoring, evaluation, is not complete unless there is learning. Why do we monitor? Why do we evaluate? Because we want to learn. We want to learn what works, what doesn't work. Because by the time we do an intervention, we work on assumptions, like you mentioned. I assume that uh, every policymaker reads a newspaper. So it's an assumption. So I need to learn and say, fine, that's that channel that... I have consistently been using creating impact. It's yes or no. So if it's yes, I need to do more of it. Scale it up. If it's not working, I need to stop. And find it. the one that is working. Or probably it is the way I was doing it, which was wrong. So you need to go deeper. Behind those numbers, there's a story. It's a process of learning. And learning either to do a course correction, learning because the future is changing rapidly and therefore I need to say that whatever I'm doing right now is not relevant. There is a new way of doing things. If you do any intervention and you don't have an M&E &E and learning embedded within whatever you are doing, you are not able to measure whether you are progressing in the right direction or you are just doing it for the sake of doing. So what is the value 
the return on investments. You are investing your resources or your inputs into this, but what are the returns? M&D helps you to measure your returns on investments. Pre, midterm, and post. That is the traditional way of measuring results. What is the traditional way? Doing a baseline, doing a midterm, and doing an end-term evaluation. Doing a baseline helps you to understand a situation the way it is before you intervene. It helps you to design a program that is relevant to the people you want to serve. So you do a baseline. It helps you to design a program that is going to be quite impactful. Once you design, you start doing intervention. If it was a five-year project, then mid-term, you have again to measure. Because five years, two and a half years are long term. So many things change. Yes. It could be changing the policy environment. It could be the socio-cultural context has changed completely. There are quite a number of things that have changed. So you do not continue just implementing and assuming that that intervention you design at the beginning is still relevant. So midterm basically tries to help you measure your relevancy. Now, at the end of it, you need to make your conclusions, get your lessons that you have learned through the entire process to be able to inform the future interventions that are going to happen. Thank you for this interesting session of monitoring and evaluation. Thank you very much. Thank you.